if you would, Luke chapter 6, verses 6 through 10 reads, And it came to pass also on another Sabbath that he entered into the synagogue and taught. And there was a man whose right hand was withered, and the scribes and Pharisees watched him, whether he would heal on the Sabbath day, that they might find an accusation against him. But he knew their thoughts and said to the man which had the withered hand, Rise up and stand forth in the midst. And he arose and stood forth. Then said Jesus unto them, I will ask you one thing. Is it lawful on the Sabbath days to do good or to do evil, to save life or to destroy it? And looking round about upon them all, he said unto the man, Stretch forth thy hand. And he did so, and his hand was restored whole as the other. Lord, I ask for you to bring power upon me. I ask for you to eliminate distractions. I ask for you to allow me to be transparent. Allow me to allow even my personal shortcomings and weaknesses and infirmities to be able to reach the people, as Paul told us in 2 Corinthians chapter 12. Use me, Lord, like only you can. Use me, even in the midst of how you use me at 8 o'clock. Don't allow me to worry about what happened at 8 o'clock. Allow me to preach right now what thus says you. In the name of Jesus, we do pray. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Uh, first of all, let's just want to talk about the story first. In this story, we find a man whose right hand was shriveled. The only thing we know about the man was the withered hand that he had a withered hand. First of all, let me give you the title of the sermon, sorry. I know we enrolled in recovery, but what it takes to be restored personally should be behind me. In this story, we find a man had a shriveled hand. And again, all we know about this man was that his hand was withered. The Gospels say nothing about him. However, there is a dramatic background given by one of the books which was never accepted in the New Testament or the canonized book of the Bible called the Gospel according to Hebrews. Not Hebrews, but the Gospel according to Hebrews that didn't make the Bible cut. This Gospel says that the man was a carpenter who made his living with his hands. It adds that the man pleaded with Jesus to heal him that he might not have to beg for food and shame. The religionists watched Jesus uh, and watched in this context arise from the Greek word. Uh, I hope I pronounced it right. I, I do believe I am. It's called peritirontu. It's P-A-R-E-T-E -E with the long over, you know, the line over it to make sure you, you pronounce the E hard, R-O-U-N-T-O. This meaning is that they watch closely like a leopard or a lion watches it prey. That's hate for you, right? That's, that's close watching. Now, their purpose was to accuse him. If you look in Matthew, Matthew chapter 12, verse 10, references the same story, and it reads, And behold, there was a man which had his hand withered, and they asked him, saying, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath days that they might accuse him? See, please understand that some people are not going to be happy about your deliverance. And will be angry even about how and when you were healed. See, the religionists were upset because the man was healed on the Sabbath. See, some people will be mad because you were healed at church and not Alcoholic Anonymous. 
They'll be mad because you was healed by the spirit and not by the hospital. Some people are going to even question whether you were even delivered at all. Some people are going to be angry because they're going to say she wasn't like that when she was with me. Now she walking like this. He would never do me like that, girl. How in the world? I know he ain't changed. Come on, somebody. But your only task is for you to ask them to forgive you, those who you hurt when you was walking in bondage. Come on, somebody. And if they don't forgive, if they forgive you, that's great. If they don't, you can't worry about it. You got to forgive yourself and live a life of repentance and count your mistakes as some learning experiences on your journey. And (laughs) see, Jesus knew their thoughts. So we challenged them to think and contemplate the matter and to be honest in their conclusion. Is it lawful on the Sabbath day to do good or to do evil? To save life or to destroy it? Note several facts. He knew their thoughts. This was evidence of his deity. He challenged them to think honestly. See, Jesus was claiming to be the Lord of good and the Lord of salvation. The one who does good and the one who saves life. He healed the man. Jesus' love, his love reaches out even to those who oppose him violently, at least for a little while, as long as there was some type of hope that they do all right. He appealed to them to be open and to be honest and to think and reason and to be willing to confess the truth. What he was doing was good and did save life. He was the Lord of good and the Lord of salvation. Jesus' point was clear. To do good and to save always supersedes religion and rituals. Picture this scene. Jesus stood there looking around upon the religionists. There was a stone silence while he scanned his audience. He was waiting for the answer, uh, waiting for the answer to his question. He longed for them to answer honestly, to confess him as the Lord of good and the Lord of salvation. But there was only stone silence. All of a sudden, with a thunderous voice, he commanded, stretch forth your hand. And the man did so, and he was restored whole. The man's life had been saved. It had to be saved. His hand was restored. The man might never have stood before the Lord again. Now was the day of salvation, not tomorrow. Look at 2 Corinthians 6, 2. It says, for he said, I have heard thee in a time, uh, in a time accepted and in the day of salvation have I secured thee. Behold, now is the acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation right now. Doing good and saving life never abuses the Sabbath day or Sunday. In fact, there is no better day to help and to minister to somebody than on the Lord's day. If we do not help people, no matter the day, even on the Sabbath, then we are withholding good and doing evil to our neighbor. Look at this in Matthew 22, uh, 36 through 39. It says, Master, which is the great commandment in the law, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. See, there are reasons why people put religious customs and present order of things before man and meeting the real needs. It's because we slip into routine. All we want to do is what's comfortable to us. All we want to do is what's good. Well, I thought first Sunday these people sang. I say, come, can I talk to you some, to some preachers and pastors and churches right now? If you did not learn anything in COVID-19, I hope you learn how to be flexible because if you're not flexible, 
principle and learn how to change your worship routine in order to reach some folk, your church will die. You got to learn how to go with the flow of the spirit. I believe COVID-19 is, I'm not saying God's sinning, but I'm saying right now, I believe in, in some of it, it may be designed to make sure the church stops being lazy and doing stuff the same old way. You know why people keep getting caught up and not delivered by the church? It's because the church itself is not delivered from its own rituals. They was mad at Jesus for healing them on the Sabbath day. And you read, it said, and another Sabbath day, because remember he healed the lady who was bent over on the Sabbath day. He healed the blind man on the Sabbath day. What he was telling them was your religious customs and rituals are not more important than man. Stop thinking that the worship order is more important than man. The worship order, I don't come out of the worship order. The worship order comes out of me. Don't stop acting like the liturgy is more important than people. Liturgy comes out of us. You are the one that creates it. You're the one who speaks things into existence. The church is in bondage, so people are in bondage. Oh, you better watch out, Satan, right now. About two Sundays ago, God delivered me from some things that I went through when I was a child that I had put all the way to the back of my mind. He should have killed me when I was on the spinning wheel. I'm going to tell you right now, somebody is going to be delivered. Somebody going to be set free. Stop putting every, you, you, you know why the church is dying? The church is dying because we put the program before people's needs. You see somebody walking, you're on the program, and you know they're going to Newbies Grove, but you will pass them to make sure you get there on time. At the end of the day, what's more important, the program or the person? You get so caught up in programs, some people mad because we ain't been reading the time of confession as much as we used to and say, he always changes. So I don't know why he ain't read the time of confession. We've been doing it for years. Y'all been doing it for about five or six years because I wrote it. But some people get so caught up and make it a habit. You got to learn how to be able to flow in and out of the spirit. This morning I was going through something because the sermon was so personal to me. So I changed the order. I text Brother Dre. I text Brother Eric. I text Brother Jarrell. I let them know to let everybody know what's going on. Nobody complained. You know why? Because they got my spirit. And they understand the order of worship doesn't mean anything. As long as we reach people, that's all that counts. Even if we came up here and did do a sermon at all if God is moving in it. Yeah, 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 y'all don't hear me. You can't worry about your agenda. That's why some people can't talk to me all the time because I don't care about your feelings when I'm trying to process stuff about the church. I don't even care about my own feelings. All I want to do is save some souls. Yeah, y'all, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. You don't, you're not following me. Jesus said he didn't care what they thought about him. He didn't care about what the Pharisees thought. He knew what they thought. Or oh, he going to heal on the Sabbath day. You judging on the Sabbath day. Everybody want to make something above, above, above God and above, above, above people's needs. Why your church not growing? Probably because you're not reading, reaching people's needs. I, I used to think when I was being transparent and people would tell me, why you preach like that? You're telling too much of your business. That, well, they don't know everything I'm talking about. There's a thorn in my side. Come on, somebody. But I don't tell you directly what the thorn is. Come on, somebody. But because I got to let you know that I'm leaking just like you. I'm messed up just like you. But I understand that there is a God that can heal me and can heal you. 
Before we get into this sermon, I need you to begin to start thinking about some things that you went through because we're destroyed from a lack of knowledge. I was wondering why certain things I could never overcome and was walking in bondage. And I, I was driving to church on the other Sunday and I'm driving to church and I'm crying and I call Brother Eric. And I know, you know, don't no grown man want to be crying in no way. He definitely don't want no other grown man here. He might let his lady see him every now and then, but not too often. But, but I'm calling him and I'm saying, Eric, I might not be able to preach. I need you to be on standby. I'm calling and I'm, I'm talking to, to, to Deacon Easley, and I'm letting him know I don't know. And I just say, I remember, I remember, but I didn't remember what was going on in my mind. I didn't remember. But my spirit was trying to get a message to my mind. And you got to understand, sometimes your spirit is grieving because it's trying to get a message to your mind, but you're not listening. All of a sudden, I said, I remember, I remember what happened when I was five with an older young lady. And I remember what happened when I was 12 with a grown lady about my mother's age. Son was only four years younger than me. And I remembered it. And all of a sudden, I was set free immediately. Poo! Why? Because we're destroyed from a lack of knowledge. We don't know why we're not walking in victory in certain areas of our life. It's some things that happened in your childhood. I need you to remember right now in the name of Jesus. I need you to search your memory. Some people, you have some stuff happen two, three, two or three weeks ago. The mind is a powerful thing, and it will push some things back to the back of your memory because it's trying to protect you. But at the end of the day, it's the way Satan will continue to keep you in bondage. You got to acknowledge some things that happened in your life. You got to acknowledge. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't take responsibility because I take responsibility for everyone that I hurt in the midst of my bondage. But I'm telling you right now, I ask you for forgiveness. I ask you for forgiveness right now, but I'm not going to walk in guilt anymore because in the name of Jesus, I am free. And now that I'm free, you're going to be free. Every time I preach, somebody going to be delivered. Every time I preach, somebody going to be set free. Every time I preach, somebody going to walk in their anointing. Every time I preach, somebody gonna be healed every time I preach nothing can keep us from meeting what can separate me from the love of God? See, and sometimes we look at it, what can separate me from the love of God? No height, no depth, no principality. But sometimes you gotta understand what's separating you from God. What what are you not doing to, to get to God? What are you not doing to get to God. What, what, what are you not doing to find God? Now, Brother E, we going to the, to the, to the little, to the thing, to the, you know what I'm talking about, just fill in the blanks. And in a minute, just, just, just keep it right there and get ready to go to number one in a minute. But, 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 but what are you not doing to get to God? Because faith without works is, is, is dead and what, what, what steps are you not taking? Because I wanted to make sure you understood that you can be supernaturally healed and, and the thing about this, but you can be supernaturally healed, but what can you do? But you can lose your healing because of you. Oh, yeah, yeah, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. Let, let's go to number one, and I'm going to get into this. Let's go into number one. Number one, Luke 6, uh, 8 says, and number one, but he knew their thoughts and said to the man which hath the withered hand, rise up and stand forth in the midst. And he rose and stood forth. Number one, in order to be restored personally, you must be willing to stand. You must be willing to stand. Oh, thank you. You got it up high. I appreciate it, Brother E. You, you got to be willing to stand. 
You got to be able to stand. You got to be able to stand up and do something on your own. You got to be able to stand. Remember, the blind people kept saying, Lord, Jesus, have mercy on us. They were blind. They kept calling out to Jesus. And what did Jesus say? What do you want? Even though it's obvious they want to be set free and be and receive their sight, he still made them say what they wanted. You got to stand up and approach the throne of grace with boldness and tell God, I want to be Healed. What you want to be healed of? I want to be healed of pornography. I want to be healed of homosexuality. I want to be healed of lesbianism. I want to be healed of lying. I want to be healed of whatever it is you're going through. You got to stand up and approach God. You got to make a stand. You got to say enough is enough. You got to search your memory and say, God, I don't know what happened to me when I was a child, but my God, my God, help me right now. See, you think that all the gifts died when the apostles died. No, the gifts were birthed in the midst of the apostles. The gifts were given to the apostles and given to the disciples, but you still must walk in them right now. See, we try to act like demons don't exist today because we want to walk around in our own sophisticated, with our American rich self. We want to act like everything is peaches and cream and it's always just mental. I'm not saying you shouldn't go to the psychiatrist or the psychologist, but I am telling you that there's a spiritual element that you got to deal with and you better stand up and approach Approach the throne of grace and let God work on your life with your smart self, with your intellectual self, with your Virginia Union self, with your ITC self. Oh, you better learn how to approach God boldly and stand up and know that he's your father. I don't care if T.D. Jakes, how big he is, if he got a son, his son will walk up to him because he don't care how big his daddy is because that's his daddy. Come on, somebody. It don't matter how big Joyce Myers is. If she got a daughter, her daughter will skip the line and walk up while all of y'all waiting to shake her hand because that's her mama. You better learn how to say, I'm a father. I know you love me and I know can't and separate me from your love. Oh, the devil done messed up now. I'm telling y'all right now. He did. See, see, one thing you don't want to do is be in competition with me. See, I can play basketball with you and not play. See, I had a friendly game with y'all because y'all was just so friendly when we were playing. But, 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 I, I, and probably because I'm a pastor. But, but I be need somebody to talk junk to me because if you talk junk to me, I'm coming for the juggler. And when Satan, when I realized how Satan had had me in bondage for so many years, how in the world is New Beach Grove even prospering in the midst? And I was in bondage. I can't imagine. Negro, I've been tied up. Ha ha. I've been entangled. <laughs> if you will. <laughs> That's what they, uh, uh, and God still been blessed. If if God untangled the ass to be used, come on, somebody, I ain't trying. I'm, I guess I'm trying to play with words a little bit, but 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 if He untangled the ass to be used. So he could ride on it. If, if he could untangle the ass and say, there's going to be an ass tied up. Oh, come on, some of, some of, some of, some of y'all tied up. <laughs> but God is going to get you out of your entanglement. 
But, 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 but you got to stand up and approach him first. Oh, yeah, yeah, y'all don't hear me. Y'all don't hear me. Look, look, if you don't believe me, look at the same verse. Brother E, I'm on number two. Look at the same verse. And it says, but he knew their thoughts and said to the man which had a withered hand, rise up. And then he said, stand forth. Stand forth in the midst. And he rose and stood forth. Look, you got to be willing to step. You got to make a step. He said, if you draw nigh unto me, huh, I draw nigh unto you. You, you got to step to him and stop letting that demon make you step back. When you find yourself in the pig pen, you better come to yourself. Oh, yeah, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. If, if, if you, we look at this man in, at the prodigal son like he crazy, why is he in the pig pen? Well, well if you wonder why he in the pig pen, why do you let the pig stay in you? And I'm not talking about you eating pork. I'm, I'm not talking about you, Brother Jarrell, on the grill with the pork. I ain't messing with you. I, 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 you know, even though I try not to eat pork when he cook it, I, I eat it. And I, I be taught the whole day because I can't do it, but it be good. <laughs> but, but I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about if you were looking at the prodigal son and said, why in the world is he in the pig pen? Why do you let pigs inhabit you? Oh, yeah, y'all know I, there's a famous book out by pigs in the parlor that talks about deliverance. And I just want to ask you, how many pigs are in you? How many demonic spirits are you letting live in you? Because, you know, some people really don't want to be healed. I, I've talked to some people that wanted to do business. And I said, I help you. I plant seeds in your business and help you get along. Oh, no, no. And they kept making all the excuses because some people want to be the victim. Jesus wanted to make sure this man wanted to be healed. He said, stand up. The man stood up. God is telling you to approach his throne with boldness. Call him Abba Father. Come to him anyway, even though you messed up. Then he said, step forth. Because you draw down to me, I draw down to you. And then what the text says, Brother E, that catches me, was I'm like, my God. It, it says this in verse 10, uh, Brother E. It, it says in Luke 6, verse 10, it says, and looking around upon them all. Jesus was looking at the haters and use them as motivators. Sometimes you got to look at your haters and just keep on pressing. Sometimes your hater there just, just to keep you on your knees. And sometimes your haters there is so God can let you know how powerful he is. And, and some people just watching it to make sure that you fall, to see if you fall. And God got them there just so you can know his power. Sometimes God allows your hater to inhabit you. That's why he says, I prepare a place for you, not in the presence of your mama and them, but in the presence of your enemies. Because he wants you to make sure that you know it's him. Plus, he knows if you're eating around and all your enemies right there, you will stay on your knees because you understand that they want to make you fall. So you got to understand why God does what he does. He does things the way he does to keep you humble and some of us have been walking in abundance because see can I talk to you for a minute ah let me let me just get through with this verse brother E help me brother E and he and he said did so and he his hand was restored whole as the other what did he tell the man he said stretch now 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 how in the world brother Lowe is Jesus asking this man to stretch his special hand his Wu-Tang if you will. Y'all yeah, yeah, rappers again. Listen to hip hop. Sorry about that, brother. He said, stretch. How could he stretch if his hand was withered? If you a liar, just tell the truth one time. Try, try one time. Huh? 
if you if you a fornicator, just just pass up on the peace one time. Okay, 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 okay. Can you do it one time? <laughs> huh? Can 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 you can you just stress forth one time? Huh? If you can just do it one time, like alcohol numbers will tell you do it one time. Just take it day by day. Jesus said, stretch out your withered hand. See, see, the devil attacked me in the area of deliverance and had my deliverance withered. He had me walking around like the X-Men. I've healed people before. I've talked to people. I've healed. Like I told you, I healed my aunt. She was healed. And I told her she needed to keep her deliverance. You can see the, all the stuff coming out of her. She was healed of cancer. And I told her she can't smoke anymore. She, they, she went back to the doctor. They said, wow, they couldn't find anything. But then she started smoking again, and she eventually died. Why? Because she didn't stretch. You got to stretch and give up something for your healing. Oh, come on, somebody. I, I, I keep walking around here with this hand. And I was walking around, just like I said, like the X-Men, because I didn't really appreciate my gifts. I, I didn't like knowing who my enemies was. I, I didn't like going to church conferences and know who lying before they even opened their mouth. I, I didn't like that. I, I, I felt like Superman when, when he could see everybody's bone, he had to learn how to control his powers. But, 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 but then when I saw, uh, 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 then when I saw, uh, 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 what's his name? Uh, Wolverine in the movie. Wolverine didn't never like his gift. He was shot and he gets shot in the head and he would kick a bullet out with his brain. Get cut up and he didn't want it. He, he was, felt like it was a curse. But once they took his powers away, he was sad. You better appreciate your gifts. This is my deliverance right now. I'm going to walk in my apostolic call. I'm going to walk in my healing. I'm going to walk in my deliverance gift. And I kept trying to run away from the gift and act like it was a curse. Yeah, y'all don't hear what I'm saying? Yeah, y'all don't hear what I'm saying? Remember Spider-Man didn't want his gifts and he let the, 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 the robber get away and he ended up killing his uncle and he was sad because he could have used his power to, to stop the thief. Oh, come on, somebody. Some of us, our families are in danger because we won't, oh, we won't stress forth and walk in our gifts. Some of us are not walking in our anointings and our families are in danger because we won't stretch Oh, come on, somebody. I'm supposed to be walking in my deliverance gift and my apostolic anointing, and I repent because I have not, and he had me in bondage because of what happened to me when I was a child. Oh, and you get caught up in it. But I'm telling you right now, God is going to deliver you. I want you to call to your remembrance anything that might have happened. I don't care if you're in your car. I don't care if you're in the house. I don't care if you're in a grocery store. I don't care if you're at work. Sit down and don't talk out loud and lose your job, but sit there and begin to recall whatever it is. Write down some things that may have been traumatic in your life and tell God to release you from that bondage. Maybe somebody did you wrong and the demonic spirit entered that way. Maybe somebody put something on you and said something to you and hurt and messed up your esteem as a child or even as a grown person. Whatever it is, I need God to call you to remember it right now. So say, Jesus, please bring to my remembrance what I've gone through as a child or even as an adult or even last week that I refuse to remember so that I can be healed. 
so that I can stretch forth and be healed. Because some of us are in bondage because of what we don't know. He said, my people perish but from the lack of what? And sometimes it ain't because you lacking smarts. Sometimes you lacking what you went through and you don't remember it. And you pushed it back because your mind was trying to protect you. But you got to acknowledge it and bring it to the throne of grace because that is a legal entry point in which Satan is keeping you in bondage. You don't want to ever have. See, you got to control your eye gate, your ear gate, and your mouth gate. Now, I know I need to control my mouth gate a little bit better, but I try to keep my ear gate. When people start saying what I don't want to hear, I just get off the phone. I don't care who it is. It could be my mama. It could be my daddy. It could be anybody. If you start talking about something that I can't do when I know this one's supposed to do, hey, bye, because I can't let that go into my ear gate. You got to control your eye gate. You can't keep looking at stuff that you know you're not supposed to have. Stop looking over the fence at at your neighbor's wife or husband. Leave that stuff alone. Stop letting your eye gate and control your mouth gate. Those are entry points where Satan can gain access. Traumatic experiences can gain access. As a grown man, I was crying. And I remember telling easily, don't tell my mama. 46. 46 years old. Don't tell my mama what happened. Because that child was still there that had never been fully delivered. And sometimes if you're not delivered from something that Satan caught you while you was on the spinning wheel of the potter. Sometimes you, you, that child is still a child. Y- y'all know him. Remember they dropped Mephibosheth and he couldn't walk. It happened when he was a child, could never walk again. Somebody might have dropped you as a child, maybe not physically, but spiritually or emotionally or mentally. And you can't walk. Your legs are crippled and your arm won't go full. The arm of your ministry. The arm of relationships. The arm of emotional stability. The arm of your praise and worship. Some people praise and worship and not talking about y'all. We talked about y'all at 8 o'clock. But some people that praise and worship really can be walking in more power, but they performing and not singing to God. When you preach, don't preach. You, you preaching whatever God. See, 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 sometimes this is a bondage because you want to read everything you wrote, but sometimes you got to step back, preach it, and let God have his way. And stop trying to, mm, all the time. I can do it when I want to. I ain't jealous of you. When I go to an old country church, I will hoop. Because I know they ain't heard nothing I said until I hoop. Oh, he preached, didn't he? <laughs> Let me go get the CD. I don't know what he said for that. <laughs> I still just hoop my name. My name is Willard Maxwell. Ha! I'm doing it from Atlanta, Georgia. Mm. Uh, help me, Lord. <laughs> Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Yeah. <laughs> Shh, hey, y'all talking loud, man. Hey, psst, whisper. Use the inside voice. This is what I'm talking about. Flowing. I mean, let, me get, let me just talk newbies grow too, and this might not even make the broadcast. I need y'all to be in order. We, we going somewhere. And we got to go somewhere so people can go somewhere. And see, now I'm free. Y'all, I used to be, I ain't even, I just like, hold it down. 
because I'm in my element now. I didn't want to be here, though. See, Daniel like what he do. He always crunk. That's why he talks so loud. You my dude, though. <laughs> Use your inside voice, man. Y'all get a headset for this joke. Text him. <laughs> I'm like, is he talking to me? <laughs> like, he right here. But, but, but you got to understand, whatever it is, your element is, the devil want to make you uncomfortable with it. Every week, I dread. Well, I used to dread coming into the pulpit. So when stuff ain't right, it's already stressing me out more because ah! Because the devil trying to make you uncomfortable with your call. He don't care if you're a star football player and you're supposed to be a, a, a social worker because you're out of where you're supposed to be. He don't care how great of an educator you are and you're supposed to be a pastor because you're out of your element. Just like your fingerprints are unique. If you steal something, don't blame it on me if they check the fingerprints. It was Derek. I'm telling you it was him. I'm snitching. He put his hand right on it. <laughs> Wasn't me. Check it. Dust it. Same thing for your call. There's a call designed for you. And Satan wants to trick you and make you ashamed. Can I, I'm going to just tell y'all the truth. The first time, I, I, just, I don't know why I'm being so transparent. If y'all mess up this tape, I ain't going to even care this time. <laughs> you don't go keep that with the, ah, they were right. He telling all this bit. I got it. I got it. <laughs> I, I'm just playing. I'm just, the thing about it is, first time I went on sabbatical, I was going on sabbatical because I wanted to go on sabbatical because I needed, I just, I was, I was in pain. I ain't know what I was going on. I just needed it. And it didn't work out. I had to come back. Remember, I had to come preach. America won't let me rest because they wouldn't. I, I was trying. I was trying to get my own little self-healing. The second time, God told me to go on sabbatical and everything worked out. Didn't nobody even die that month. They waited till August. <laughs> ain't trying to be funny, but that's what happened. <laughs> nobody died. Everybody like, well, you know what? Don't die yet. Pass on sabbatical. Wait till August. <laughs> I'm serious. It just happened that way. But what I'm saying is, listen to God and let him order your steps in his word. And whatever you do is in his divine timing. Some of you all going to be delivered today all of a sudden. And you've been walking in bondage all that time. But you know why you was walking in bondage? Because God going to get his glory out of it. Remember when they asked the man, when the man was blind, he said, why was he blind? Who sinned, his mama or his daddy or him? And God said, nobody sinned. It was just for the glory, for his glory. And sometimes the thing may have happened to you that, 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 that happened to you, you didn't sin, but something happened to you that, that, that made you the way you are. But God is going to set you free today. He's going to set you free just like that. And you can't be worrying about... <clears throat> You got to go back and <clears throat> apologize and let God lead you to who you need to apologize to. And if they want to accept your apology or, or ask, accept your, and, and get, forgive you, you can't worry about it. Because now you're walking in freedom. Remember when Jesus healed the young lady that had been messed with all the men? Yeah, I know you got this. That ain't your husband either. And he wrote in the sand. And I believe what he did was wrote, uh-huh, you was over her house last night. And so-and-so was over here. And you ain't, you was over so-and-so house. And they, like, anybody who's, who, who ain't sin, cats first stone. Oh, all they business in the dirt. That's just my exegetical standpoint. But what I'm telling you is they done did some wrong too. And they might have done some wrong to you and you don't even know what they did to you wrong. 
But what I'm saying is, I'm not saying walk around and be pious and don't, but I'm saying ask for forgiveness. If they won't forgive you, just go and sin no more. That's all God asks you for. Because you were not, you on this journey, on this sojourn your own, it's for you to get some experiences so you can help somebody else. He hid Jesus in Egypt right under Herod's nose. And Herod was killing everybody in Bethlehem, looking to kill Jesus. He hid Moses in Pharaoh's house. Pharaoh killed everybody outside the temple, outside the palace. And the one he's looking for to kill is right there. Sometimes God hides you in the midst of Egypt. But it's a place of sin. Sometimes he hides you in the midst of mess. So the devil won't try to kill you. But he's developing you the whole time. Time to come out of Egypt though, Moses. Time to go through the wilderness so you can get to the promised land. I'm, we're going to get on this series and we're going to get your mind and your heart ready to be delivered. You shall be delivered. Tuesday we're going to talk about deliverance as well. And I might get on, on Mondays and stuff. I don't know what I'm going to do. You nervous? I'm the one preaching. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. This is, this is what I'm saying. God is about to deliver you so you can walk in a whole nother level. And some of us haven't been delivered because we really are scared to walk in that level. I'm here to walk you through it, though. I'm here to walk you through it. Through this series, we're going to do this gradually, and we're going to talk about where we're going for the next step to the next step. Tune in on Sundays and Tuesdays, and we're going to get through this together. Because sometimes we know how to fight, but then when we get through with the fight, we don't really know how to walk in the anointing of building. God is about to take you from the fight warrior spirit to a building spirit, and you're not going to be afraid to walk in it. You shall be set free in the name of Jesus, and those who read their word and, and understand the word of God shall be free indeed. Lord, ask for your power and grace to reside upon your people. Bless them in the name of Jesus. Take them from one level to the next. We ask for them right now to walk in your glory.